0: we we'll both say here we are, the crematoria, Maidanic. This is where the Yidden, the bodies that were gassed, placed into these ovens, turned into ashes. I want to tell you a story. It's a famous story. With Sri one of the biggest rabbonim, big poisek, tremendous yid, was in the camps. And somebody came over to him with a question. A father came to the poisek with Sri with the following Shaila. And he said, My son was taken, and my son was taken to the block that I know there's almost no return. It's the place that's the last stop before the gas chamber. Almost nobody emerges alive. But he asked the following question. And his question was, I have enough money and valuables on me that I can bribe the guard outside the block to take my son out. So the Rav said, what's the shaila? If you have enough money to save your son, what's the shaila?" So he said, the shaila is that if they take my son, they're going to replace him with somebody else. Am I allowed to save my son if somebody else will be put in his place and be in that block eventually led to the gas chambers? And see HaShmeisel is a tremendous Tamil Chacham. a poisek. Thought about it for a few minutes and he said, I'm so sorry. I cannot answer the question. I cannot answer the question. To answer such a question requires a basting. You need 72 people. I can't answer such a question. I don't have my Svarim on me. You need Tshuvas. You need Svarim. I can't answer the question. So the father tells him, Rav, so you're telling me I can't do it. You're telling me I can't save my son. And the Rav said, I can't tell you that. I'm not saying no, I'm just saying I don't know. I don't know. Here's a father that wants to save his son. He wants to take his son out of the block. He's going to be killed. He can save his child. But the Rav said no. And if the Rav said no, he didn't even say no. He said, I don't know. And he said to the Rav, if you don't tell me yes, I'm not doing it. How can I do that? How can a father who gives the strength to a father who has the ability to save his son, but if it's not a pidas Torah, and if it's not done in the right way, he just couldn't do it. And he walked around, it was Rosh Hashanah the next day, and he said, Rabbi Nishalaylam, the Akkadas Yitzchak of Ramavinu tried to offer his son, but I did. He walked around, Basimcha, he walked around with the Avas Hashem of how he gave up his son because the Aloha did not permit him to do otherwise. The story is told of a father standing in line with his daughter, a young girl, about to enter the gas chambers. And he holds his daughter's hand tight. He holds her hand so tight, with a little bit of warmth, he's able to offer her, trying to give her a little bit of comfort. As they walk together to Ganeden, he holds her hand tightly. I'm there for you. I'm holding, holding, on hold to your hand. His daughter's six years old. She has no idea where she's going. She has no idea what's about to happen. He just knew in a matter of moments, it's all over. They'll no longer be amongst the living. And they're, so, they're quiet, standing there, walking, Slowly and slowly towards the gas chamber. And this six year old girl, six year old girl, turns to her father and she says, Tati, is it true? And he says, What, my Shefala, what, is what true? And she says, Is it true? And he says, What, was what true? And she said, Is it true that Mashiach is coming? And he said, yes, Moshiach is coming, of course he's going to be here. This was the Munah that they had. This is what they lived. A klal Yisrael that was so attached to the rabbi nishalaylam. Olam. But God Leisner emerged from the war with so much amunah, demu- so And they said to him, how, how did you do it? How did you leave such a gehenim and still emerge with so much emunah and the rabbi nishalolam. And he said the following. He took a bottle cap off of a bottle and he put it into his hand. And he said, what's in my hand? And he said, what do you mean you have a bottle cap? I said, how do you know? Because I saw you put it inside. So with God got When we went into the concentration camps, we went with emunah. When we build ourselves with emunah, then everything changes and then it never goes away because we have to work on our munna. We have to work on our munna of realizing that he loves us and he cares for us and the challenges that happen are meant there for our purpose, for our positivity, for our good, for our growth. That's what it is. Yes, it's true, Moshiach is coming in a place like this, even in a place like this, how Yidin can be, have the ability to stand in the freezing cold and watch tortured Yidin and see the deaths of so many of their families, but yet they're able to stand up and say, Rabbi Nishalaylam." how they were looking for any tefillah, whatever they could daven amongst themselves, the serious Nefesh they had for a tefillah, a tefillin, a seder, whatever they could do, they chab because they believe there's a Rabbi a Mashiach is coming, where are we? There was a speech, about a week and a half ago, Mrs. Paley, Mrs. Paley just lost two sons at the Ramat terrorist attack near Shabbos a few weeks ago. She spoke in binyan she She spoke in front of thousands of, of women and she was talking about the experiences of how one of her sons didn't even want to go on the bus. He wanted to stay in the car. And she asked him, please, nicely, go. Go to the bus. And he said, that's what mommy wants. Give it of I'm going. And a few minutes later, he was no longer amongst the living. And Rabbi says, she said the following. She said the following. She said, my children, my two beautiful, wonderful boys, these two incredible neshamas were taken as carbonas. They were taken as Karbonas. They were taken as a Kapoorah for the rest of Klal Yisrael. If we do nothing about it, then what did it help? What did it help that I don't have my two beautiful neshamas, my two sons with me? I don't have them because the Rabbi took them. He took them as a Kapoorah for the rest of Klal Yisrael. If we don't act and we don't do something and accept upon ourselves and we merge as different people, better people, stronger people, more connected, then what was the point? Rabbi The Kedoshim that were in this Mokayim. The Kedoshim that were in this Mokayim left the world for a purpose. They lived with a purpose. They left with a purpose. And that purpose is given over to us with the recognition that hopefully we're going to do something about it. The magid, and we'll end with this, said once over, such an amazing idea, he said that during the Spanish Inquisition there were times that Yidon were not allowed to practice openly Yiddishkeit and many of them made various groups in hiding places to be able to continue practicing Yiddishkeit and there was one girl that decided her job in the world is to teach the future generation and she made little classes and girls to teach them and davening together, whatever it was. And she got caught. And it was one of the greatest crimes, not only to be practicing Judaism, to actually do something, but she was teaching it to others. She was enabling others to also practice. It was the worst crime. And the army, the soldiers, they took her and they said to her, we're going to burn you by the stake alive. We're going to take a huge pile of wood. We're going to douse it with kerosene. We're going to just... We're going to light the whole thing up and you're going to be inside the middle of it. And she says, sure. I have no choice. They said, but you do have a choice. You can convert. And she says, convert? What are you, crazy? I love the Rabboni Shalom. I'm not converting. And they were infuriated. They couldn't believe it. How can she do this? How can she do this? She has the right to convert. And she says, no. She so said, you know what? Dying by the stake with the fire is it's not good enough. We're going to do something much, much worse. What we're going to do is we're going to take your long hair and we're going to tie it to the back of a horse tail, And we're going to allow this horse to run around over a rocky field. And let's see what happens then. Where's your God then? And she says, sure, I'm not converting. I'm Yiddishkeit. I love the Rabboni Shlode much more than I love my life. I'm living a life of Yiddishkeit until the end. And they were infuriated. They gathered together the whole town. Everybody had to watch the gruesome scene as they tied this girl's long hair to the back of a tail of a horse. It's a very rocky field. There's bumps and boulders all over the place. It's not going to take long. They tie her to that and they say to her, you've got one last chance. Convert. And she says, no, my love for the rabbi Shalom is much greater than the love for my life. I want to live a life of Yiddishkeit till the end. And they start the horse going. And after just a few seconds, she starts shouting, stop, stop. And they realize, okay, we've got her. She's going to convert. And they stop her. And they say, what is it? You ready to convert? And she says, no. I have just one small issue. My dress is becoming ripped. I need pins. I need pins. Pins, what do you need pins for? I need to pin up my dress so that it doesn't open and it doesn't reveal my skin because I want to remain sneers. They couldn't believe it. Said the Maggit. It's a Yiddish and a Shama that understands until the end there's rabbi Nishaloyim, there's a Munashlema. Rabbi said, so at this moment we have to think to ourselves, what are we willing to do for the rabbi Nishaloyim? What's our Messiris snefesh for Yiddishkeit? What's our Messiris Nefesh what is it that we're into that we have to get rid of? What is it that we're so much involved in that we have to change? We have to come out of here. As different people growing, so that the kaporas, so that the karbonas, the Kedoshim that were over here, can get a tikkun. It's us. They weren't able to continue their lives, but we, Baruch Hashem, have a life, and we're able to live that life al kiddush Hashem, as great of a connection that we can with the rabbi nesholaylam, with that emuna Shlema, that we believe, yes, Moshiach is coming. And yes, there's a rabbi nishloh. Yes, he loves me. And yes, there are challenging times. There are difficult times. But ultimately, we remember who we are and what we represent. An imamim ben